people, welcome back for a new Vegan Academy podcast. This week, a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Dave Travolta, all the way from Tenerife, talking with us about life, how he healed himself. But I want to quickly introduce him because he's the owner of the Happy Life University, as well as the Happy Life Virtual Reality Experience, where he helps brands and individuals just to level up their experience in life. Dave, thank you so much for being here, man. I'm really excited for this interview today. Thank you, man, for having me. And uh, congratulations for the work you've done already in the past and uh, the podcast before. All really exciting, interesting. So uh, I'm really happy to share some values out of my experience and help other people grow show your audience a little bit um, that, that you're really building something up for a new humanity, let's say, for a better world. And yeah, I think just let's start, Or What do you think? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much man, for your kind words and uh, for being here today. Like Dave, you have an, uh, I would say, unconventional story compared to the quote-unquote normal population. Uh, that's definitely how I got to know you back in Gran Canaria a couple of years ago and also how I got mm -hmm. to know you back in Barcelona uh, a few years later. Um, but I think there's no better person that can tell that story better than you. <laughs> so I would definitely like to ask you just mm. like, Dave, what is it that you are really doing? And after that, also explain a little bit, how, do you, how did you get where you are today? All right, great. Um, of course, this question uh, can be answered in uh, one, two sentences. <laughs> so I, I will go back a little bit to my past and the story mm -hmm. that my mom told me when I was uh, a baby, as I can't remember so much uh, from this until I was like five or six years. I was uh, always um, in pain, always having problems with my skin. I had a very, very bad uh, eczema or neurodermatitis. It's like an issue of the skin where the skin doesn't get reproduced very well. So it's always uh, like open, it's itchy. I was scratching a lot. And even if uh, as a young baby and they put like this um, stuff on me, they put um, a full body cover. I was on different retreats already um, before my fifth or sixth uh, birthday i was a lot of times away from my parents and uh, it never helped really it was always just for a short period of times the symptoms got better and then when i was back at home after two weeks again it uh, got worse and i had basically the same um, issues again so it was always a repeating process of really not getting where I, I wanted to be. And later on in my, in my future, when I was like growing uh, older a little bit, I stopped uh, really relying on what my parents put into the fridge because it was normally like just what you hear in a Western diet. You eat bread, you eat cheese, you eat butter, uh, you have um, animal products, all kinds like uh, sausages and meat and and then you have like a lot of sweets, basically a lot of uh, sweet stuff and, and that's it. And I never questioned my diet because I think it's normal what child questioned their diet, what the parents put in the fridge. But uh, here it comes, if they never questioned it, what their parents put in the fridge, they just continue doing it, right? 
Mm-hmm. But I, I had one, one night or one morning, I had a little epiphany where I uh, was in my bed and I think it was um, 2010, beginning like uh, 2010, where I, I said, Dave, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to go weekly to meetings to the doctor. He's putting another recipe, like in another receipt, like take this pill take this cream, take this spray because uh, I had a lot of allergies as well. And we see you next week. So for them, it was like not, not really helping me, even if they maybe are not aware about what their study uh, is doing, they really only treat symptoms. And I had to turn my back to them and say like, you know what? I didn't say them here, I don't come because you tell me not the solution. I was like just thinking twice and making a, a shift from one day to another. I bought books online. I t- took some research. I was in the night, like really, like literally five, six hours in the night where there was no distraction. I was taking research online and sucking myself full of all this new knowledge. And I was just mind blown. Like I can really heal my problems, even if they say it's chronic. It's, it's like maybe they don't know better, but now, meanwhile, the research and the science even is so far that everyone, like even doctors that have degrees for 10, 20 years, they are starting to change right now because they got this higher awareness. They got this higher consciousness where they really think twice, even they think that their whole life, they have to make a change. And for me, it was easy because I don't have this degree. I don't have to be stuck in, in my um, let's say, like if I would be a doctor, I, I make money with this, you know, this is my job. And if I change my belief from one day to another, I'm really like not having any income. If I tell all of my patients, yeah. hey, here, just, just skip the bread, just skip the, the animals and even the animal products like milk and, and cheese. And after two weeks, you already feel better. This would against against the industry against the the the, the farmer what what we know um in in the western culture but this is the solution and i stopped going to the doctor i stopped listening i changed my life i changed my diet i changed my whole mental processes i was starting to love myself more because when you have this skin disease you're always punishing yourself like no one likes me, no one really loves me. And you have this, this itching and this scratching all the time. You have open wounds and uh, you just feel, you feel very terrible. And once I stopped doing this, I had a, a fasting, like a seven day and seven night fast where I really got rid of everything. No creams, no medicine, no pills. Don't even shower gel, not even for the dishes. Like I put all chemicals out of my house. And I just did the fasting by uh, Ronald Greber, I think was his name, a German uh, specialist in fasting. And it literally, it, it helped me already. It was the, the worst week ever because my skin disease got really bad. I even have uh, pictures uh, what I can uh, send you later if it's interesting. Where I was looking like 20 years older, like uh, in this time I also had to work and the people thought like, Dave, what's happening? You look like 50 or like 45 because it was really bad. But soon I integrated the new diet after the fasting. Like I, I, I remember the first uh, day what I was eating was half of an apple. This was my breakfast where I, where I really 
break the fast the whole 24 hours i was just chewing on an apple like i never have eaten an apple so long it was half an apple for i think two hours i was totally isolated no distraction no television no nothing just me and the apple chewing on it and making this mm, noises because it was after seven days you can imagine how, <laughs> how this will feel right and then the next days I integrated more and more and more and more. And then it was like, I think maybe a month later, where I already saw the, the progress. So my skin got more soft, it got more tight, and, and it, it, it just got more colorful as well. And also, I didn't have this fog anymore in my mind where I was punishing myself verbally. I got more self-value, I got more self-confidence. I love myself more and I was really smiling from the ground, from the source and not from stories. Dave, come on, it's not so bad. Come on, feel good. No, it was really, wow. And from, from that point on, I knew I have to keep this. And from that point, um, people started recognizing my transformation and people asked me like, what are you doing and what's going on? And, you know, you, you look like a different person. And then, of course, after a couple of years, I started also um, with, the, with the workout, with the fitness. You got some, some muscle up and uh, um, you, you see really the progress. And then Germany was not enough anymore. I wanted to see the world. I want to travel because before I couldn't really go because I had this appointment to the doctor. I need my creams, my medicine all the time around. I had a very big bag when I even just go to my friends. I had this bag with all this stuff just in case something is happening. I had to wow. be prepared, you know. And then I, I felt pure freedom. And, you know, like then I traveled to Ibiza, I traveled to Barcelona, I traveled to Gran Canaria, where we uh, met. And because of your background and uh, what you were doing, it's like, was this things in common where we really felt like, wow, um, I'm, I'm really on the right track. So yeah. I think I think that's that's enough for the moment for one story right <laughs> yeah totally totally that's a, that's a great story there of course i i heard it but i think it's very inspiring for people to hear that nothing is ever fixed right like everything in life no. can change and if you put your mind to it then everything can happen and everything is possible and i think that's yes. what your story shows uh, a lot as well and that's why i was so excited to and besides out of the good friendship that we build up to have your story here on the vegan academy podcast to be able to yeah get get people inspired by this and and maybe people listening today <laughs> or maybe people listening later on they might <laughs> think that they are in a certain position and they might feel like that's the end you know like i have definitely yeah. been there myself as well i definitely had times in my life where i thought uh, out of a mental construct like man this is never gonna end you know like this is it is never going to get better, but it always does, right? There's always yeah. a next step and there's going to come more times that you're going to feel like, oh man, what I got myself <laughs> now, you know, there are going to be so many of these times. So that's yeah. why I really love to hear this story, yeah, Dave. And yeah, like when it, when it comes to your diet, like we spoke about this a lot in the past, there are quite a lot of things that I would say that you do and don't do. Mm-hmm compared to mm-hmm. like a standard vegan diet, right? Like, would you like yes. to explain a little bit um, 
like how does a typical day for you look when it comes to nutrition and also maybe give a little bit of a backstory sure. behind why you do certain things all right cool yeah definitely a big topic um, as you say nothing is fixed everything is transformation so also my diet transformed over the years so i i, I didn't really stick to all of the uh, ingredients or products you find out there but i have like basic simple rules where I always stick, like combination rules. Um, for example, I don't eat raw nuts with salt. It causes digestion problems. I don't uh, mix sour fruits with sweet fruits in my smoothies. Um, it's, it's just uh, like, like I have like six, seven rules where I always uh, look uh, in, into my diet. With, and when the product is not right, when I go out, for example, eat in the restaurant, and I just can't get what I want, I really stick to it. I'm not going the, like some days, like the cheat day, for mm -hmm. example, but uh, it, it, I, I cheat, for example, with, with processed vegan food. Like this would be my cheat day yeah. where I, I don't prepare it myself, where I find some product in a supermarket or uh, anywhere outside where the ingredients are not high quality as I want it, but still, I'm maybe too lazy or something. So I just eat a vegan tortilla, you know, or yeah. I got some vegan pizza or I get some, some, I don't know, like rice, for example, I don't eat too much. But when you go for an Indian restaurant, you, most of the time you get rice. This is, for example, this would be my, my cheat day. But in general, I really keep and stick to some general roots for myself. And I just spice it up with different ingredients, different fruits from time to time, different vegetables from time to time. And over the course of the years, I figured out what I like. And yeah. because my, my passion is sharing my food and sharing what I prepare, I also get to know people that also like, this is vegan? <laughs> this tastes fucking awesome. I thought vegan is just uh, leafy greens, you know? People are totally unaware what, what vegan diet actually is, that it's... Uh, because we are conditioned to have this meat and dairy and grain diet that everything else, just the salad is a little part of the meal. And that's actually the problem because there is the nutrition inside. Yeah. There is the, the stored energy, the sunlight, the, the, the soil and the water is stored in the, the vegetables and the fruits and not not the grains, not the, the, the seeds or the nuts. For example, to um, just uh, make a little summarize, also seeds and nuts, what we get in the supermarket, we have to prepare them well. So everything, what I'm doing is a lot of time consuming in compare to what you know before, like rice, for example, you have to wash and soak seven times before you actually boil it. Just people put it out of the shelf, they put it into the pot, pour water on it, uh, heat it up and then they think now I have a good uh, a, a good rice but the real Japanese they know how to wash the rice because there are some other ingredients that is not good for the human body for the human consumption it's like also with uh, tomatoes for example the real tomatoes you you normally the Italians they know it the old grandmas in Italy they will tell you when they do like uh, a, any kind of product with a tomato they peel it and they de-seed it. Also with cucumber, zucchini, bell pepper, all these vegetables normally has to be peeled and has to be de-seeded because in the peel and in the seeds are like a little, I would say like, how, how can I say, like stuff 
that is not made for human consumption like that anti-nutrients. For anti-nutrients that yeah. that no one eats it that that no one goes on it and eat it so we have to really take care of the preparation and therefore it's time consuming yeah and most of the people they say like, ah i don't have time i have to work i have my kids i have to go this and that and most of the time they're really busy with nonsense with i have this television series i have to watch the new episode i have to go my facebook profile i got a new bell and my youtube channel there there's a new episode and i i can't eat i have no time and then after five ten years they get ill they get sick and then they're most of the time spending in pain spending uh, time in discomfort in unharmony they're maybe in, in the hospital maybe they 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 really like can't even walk anymore and then they have no time then they yeah. realize fuck maybe now i should change something but then sometimes it's too late because the body is too weak you have already manifested your own thoughts i'm the victim i never can get out of here and it's all based on nutrition and all based on detoxifying your your body and this is in in harmony a very good combination that's why i really like to follow you and and what you're doing because you really focus yeah. on that um that everyone is basically their own uh help their own lord um everyone can can help themselves and just change little things and have high high results Exactly. I, I, I read this quote the other day as well. It was like actually in a um, coaching course of another vegan uh, coach. And she also said like, uh, I coach you to coach yourself. And I think that's so important, mm -hmm. right? Because like a lot of things yes. in society or maybe the way whole society is being put up. And there's this famous quote, mm -hmm. quote of, I actually said it in my, in my previous podcast as well, like teaching a man how to fish and he will never go hungry, right? Uh, it's maybe not the best vegan <laughs> quote, of course, but uh, teach, a, teach a man how to grow his own foods and he will never go hungry. But we live in a system nowadays where we just like give you a piece of food mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. we want you to come back. And then we, as in like governments, educational systems, uh, supermarkets, they all depend on our, yeah, how do you say it? Like inability to properly take yeah. care of ourselves. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely, sad, yeah. But, uh, and um, like one, one last question that I would like to ask, because I think that's, that's very interesting when it comes to nutrition as well, is that um, mm -hmm. you eat a lot of raw foods, right? You do a lot of sprouting, mm -hmm. right? Can you tell a little bit what's yeah. the reason behind that you do that? Sure. Um, first of all, I, I never, never did it on, on purpose. Like I was like thinking, okay, now I, I eat more seeds and I eat more nuts and to put it into my diet. But I felt never really gaining some, some profit out of it for my body. Like I felt sometimes even more weak. And I had the next day I had uh, um, di um, digestion problems. And I was like, okay, everyone's recommending eat more seeds, eat more nuts. But why I can't reap the benefit out of doing this. So I was taking some research again, and I found uh, some, some very interesting uh, pages about fermentation and about sprouting. And it was like, for me, a new chapter, a new dimension of what's going on. And I read a quote, I can't remember the whole quote, but it was like, um, the seeds and the nuts are just the, the fundamental of the growth but once you put water 
on them, they really start to be activated. They start to actually grow with darkness because when you have a seed, they don't need light. They need darkness and just itself and water. So once I implemented it, I sprouted any kind of raw seeds, any kind of raw nuts, like almonds, you have, uh, you can, you can sprout linseed, you can sprout chia seed. Um, my favorite is buckwheat, for example. This is like all days, like 100 to uh, 150 milligram of uh, sprouted buckwheat, and you can eat it raw. And once you have this little tail out of the sprouts, they have the most energy to get grown. And I actually started to grow um, wheatgrass. Mm. I was growing uh, wheat, normal wheat uh, seeds, and uh, just let them sprout and put them into a little little, uh, container with some soil. And then they were growing like this big. Then I cut them off and they even grow a second time. It's just amazing. They grow one leaf, you cut the first leaf and then they grow a second leaf. But then most of the time, the energy of the seeds is already... um, it's already gone. So, and this was the first time and where I encountered sprouting. And then I was digesting it very, very good. I need very little of them. I had a lot of chewing power, a lot of um, um, liquids flowing in, in my mouth. And always when, when I swallowed it, I hear it already in, in my stomach that there's some other liquid coming. And it, it was amazing. This was like, also, like one day to another, wow, I need to continue doing this. And ever since, someone is offering me like nuts, for example, okay, maybe two, three nuts raw. But if I have the chance, uh, I soak them most of the time overnight. And then uh, it's, it's already good with the, yeah. with the nuts. But all, all seeds and kind of grains I sprout before, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally true. It becomes life, right? Because what a lot of people don't realize even though it is kind of logic is that the seed is kind of like the new life, right? The seed holds all the information to grow a full tree, a full plant or whatever it is. So yes, seed is like the concentrated form of all the nutrients, vitamins, minerals, everything that is in that plant to grow a full new life. But it is in a package Mm -hmm. that is not ready accessible when you just consume it as it is. Right. So that's why, and yes. sprouting and at least soaking already is so uh, so important yeah, yeah very very yes, uh, good feedback it takes a little bit of time but in general mm-hmm. it's not that hard right if you just have the set prepared like i do it every single yeah. night i have a few pots you just rinse them underneath some water it takes a couple of minutes and it goes quite fast oh, yeah. one or twice a day and in four or five mm-hmm. days you have amazing amazing sprouts yeah, and you just uh, once you start it, you get better with it. Of course, sometimes you 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 make some little mistakes. It produces mold because sometimes you have to wash it and stuff. But there are a lot of a lot of uh, good, uh, I think, content out there where you where you find what's what's necessary. But it's very simple, and I can highly recommend you guys out there that you just try it out that you don't be afraid of the mold or stuff. You just say, okay, next time I make it better. You start with small potions. And then, of course, one day you can say like, okay, now I make a bigger potion. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm so confident that it really worked. But yeah, just start doing it and that's it. Yeah. Dave, what you said in the beginning was something that, I, that, that really inspired me and that really resonated with me as well is that 
like of course nutrition plays a huge role in the healing process right but if it wouldn't be for the power of the mind would the nutrition have such an effect uh, as it would have had when you switched or changed your mindset as well i think uh, it's it's a kind of a process that goes parallel um, because with changing your attitude, with changing your diet, you start changing your thoughts, you start changing your emotions, and you start looking to the world differently. And once this is, train is engaged from, from the station and build up momentum, you just pull people in on the way that give you more input, more exchange. And this is the real healing power is listening to other people and getting new uh, ideas, getting their perspective. And one, once this was implemented into my life, I really said, okay, it's not only what I learned in my past, it's also what the other people learned. And then you, you are in a constant exchange with you, for example. And uh, I mean, this, this audience is, is kind of the people that are looking for something where we can also learn yeah. more and more. And of course, to, to shape a product, what you're doing, coaching, uh, you have a coaching course now that's mm-hmm. pretty good. And with the experience you make with different kind of people, you can add more and more to your coaching program and kind of make a more advanced course. And I think this is the real value, like really not stopping, not stopping to listening what's outside, but actually listening more and uh, implementing uh, yeah, changes, you know? Yeah, uh, that's so true. Yeah, you, you, of course, do some coaching yourself as well. Yes. Even though 2020 is a absolute crazy year for a lot of us, um, uh-huh. I think for every one of us, like uh, people, mm-hmm. I see, I see like kind of two camps, you know, like people that are really thriving in this year and people that are kind of stuck and overwhelmed. And honestly, mm-hmm. I had my periods of feeling pretty overwhelmed as well. But on, but in general, I've been really thriving this year, as in, as I have been over the last years, and. I would like to ask you, Dave, because uh, you have, of course, your own platform, Happy Life Education, uh, University Mm -hmm. of Happy Life, and you have been a lot of contact with people. We spoke a lot about this topic as well. What would you recommend to people that maybe feel in this phase like overwhelmed or a little bit stuck in the position that they are to get them out of that negative thinking pattern? What can really help and what can they really benefit from? Well, that's a good question, of course, um, because we, we are conditioned to feel comfortable in this position of being a victim and being not really in control about our environment and being happy with or, or being satisfied with, you know, being the couch potato, having the television and not really thinking for yourself. Because from the outside, you see like only the people that talk uh, about it, they say they got this confirmation. Oh, you also have this serious, or oh, you're just chilling at home, or oh, you have this ill and this disease. Oh my God, you're so... And then they're stuck, be stuck in their spiral and they're not realizing that they have to make simple changes. For example, stop listening to the victim story, just really focusing on the future, not on the past, knowing the past, all right, but being in the now, being in the presence, let go of all the noise around, really starting to focus on the body, on the breath, on the heartbeat, on actively looking around, 
commenting on the now, what's here, what's at the moment, and then using this energy to help yourself grow into the future. So you start envisioning a better self of yourself. You start envisioning having better friends. You start to envisioning to really maybe be productive, produce something, bring something out in the world and stop really consuming because most of the time victims are consumers. Highly consuming not only food, but they, they consume also like information that is not benefiting their future. And this is like, well, also yeah, one big key, what I learned is like really making an information diet. Not only dieting with food and nutrition, also dieting with information that comes in and blocking channels that are distractive, blocking channels that are actually harming my health or harming my happiness. And it's a process, you know, nothing gets, I mean, some have these spontaneous healings. They get rid of cancer and they get rid of any problems overnight by having a dream or having a really like kind of an, an, an epiphany with, with uh, um, a higher uh, frequency. But most of the people have their daily life. They have their friends. They have their job. They have their environment. What's not really to be about being changed. And they don't have the courage to make the shift. But even, even this, I, I think, is just a mental block. And this is, um, I think, on my side now from the experience, it's easy mm -hmm. to heal. You just need to get aware of the fear. <gasps> I'm not sure what, what if I make this change, is this really happening with me also? Then they have doubts. And if they don't have a coach um, that is helping them to really be persistent with their progress, everyone, they fall back to their old self because they feel comfortable with their old self and they, they stop growing, basically. And when you stop growing, you're dying, right? Body decays and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then uh, one day, eventually, you're like, some people have it at 50, some with 60. They already like, when is my life over? And when you come then and you tell them you can get 120 years or 250 years and they're like what no i don't want to get so old but when you're healthy when you're happy when you know how to be in this state of awesomeness you want to continue life until you're 500 and thousand <laughs> and you continue making this this right steps you know you you really just follow your heart uh, you have a great confidence about yourself and what's also important is to share your knowledge, to share your experience, not keeping it for yourself. That's why I really admire all coaches around the world that are really sharing their um, content, even if it's some is free, some costs money, of course. But it's, it's how it is, you know, real education um, is, is not available to, to the masses. They have to search for it or find, find an advertisement or something and then try it out. So I think yeah. this is... Um, very important as well yeah i th i really think you hit a hit a spot there i think like uh, what you said like when it comes to self-doubt and fear this is often the biggest reason why we hold back and of course that the yeah. comfort zone is so big in like that's the whole reason why it's called the comfort zone <laughs> right else it would be called like yeah. the, uh, the out of comfort zone right like it just <laughs> everything is being done to keep you in the same position as you are because Mm -hmm. not everyone might fully understand this like the comfort zone 
it is literally there to keep you safe, right? So yeah. as long as it can keep you safe, as it can keep you on that couch, or as it can keep you in the same position as you are, then it knows like you're safe. And as soon as you're going to change things, it is fearing of its life, literally. Mm -hmm. So when you start to do new things and you don't have this support, you don't have this accountability, like you can create it yeah. for yourself. But personally, I've been working with coaches for many years, for the last three, four years. I had coaches mm -hmm. every big step in my career for the past 10 years. I had mentorships all along my journey. And mm -hmm. I have friends that are close to me, like you, Dave, for example, that mentor me in certain ways. And mm -hmm. I think that's so valuable in life. I think in society nowadays, we're taught to just only think about ourselves and that we have to do everything ourselves. But there are so many people out there that are just a few steps ahead of us, maybe in a certain aspect that you want to grow in. Uh -huh. Use them in your advantage, right? Like use those people yeah. in your advantage because you can so learn so much from it and it can prevent you from making the same mistakes as they may, might have done. It can save you yeah. a ton of money. It can save you a lot <laughs> of time and can save you a lot of stress as well. So it's so valuable to work, yeah. with, uh, work with other people. And uh, yeah, it's something that I continue to this day to always be doing. Mm -hmm. Dave, I want to, yeah, like, thank you so much for, for this conversation already so far. Yeah, one question that I always like to ask at the end. No, okay, let's, let's, let's do one extra <laughs> question in the middle because I want to ask you this one as well. Like, like, based on your own experience, right? And based on what we have been talking about today, would there be like one last final piece of advice that you would really like to give to the listeners? Yes, it's actually something you told me. Um, there's always a next le uh, level. As, uh, if you feel stuck in your life, um, if, you, if you have any relationship problems, um, don't get overwhelmed by the, the actual emotions you have right now because this is just what you had experienced in your past. So really get off this, make a break, really stop uh, thinking, get into the now, focus on the breath, make some breath work and uh, stop listening to the pictures in your mind because they are not real. The past is not real and the future is not real. It's just a story that uh, is based on your experience and the future will be based on your experience. But once you make the break, cut where you say okay from now on i remind myself all the time i'm negative talking to myself i say for example you you make a little mistake and then you tell yourself i'm always doing this mistake it's like oh no wait now i'm getting aware of it and you say like oh no in the past i did this mistake a lot but now because i'm growing in my life i take different choices i make my life a little bit more comfortable in different ways, I extend my comfort zone. We will never get rid of the comfort zone, but we raise our standards, uh, we, we, we start talking to different people and we get a new comfort zone where we have health, where we have wealth, even if it's uh, financial wealth, more friendship, better relationships, but we continue growing with our challenges. And uh, once we realize challenges as opportunities, it's also like just a judgment, right? <gasps> there's a challenge, there's an obstacle. No, this is a bad judgment. It's an opportunity, it's a chance to grow. And this is what uh, we have to implement more in our life. I think maybe this sums it up a little bit, or what do you think? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, lo I love that you said that. Like, 
looking out of looking at challenges as opportunities to grow i think that's what it's all about and uh yeah just be conscious more in the moment uh, that's something that we can all learn to do a little bit more right because we are so triggered yeah. to think about like what's ahead of us rushing fast 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 as society yeah. is playing a huge role in that uh, so just slow down and be present. Yeah, and, that's, and, there, and stop speaking huge, about the problems, yeah. Yeah, there's huge value there. So thank you so much uh, for sharing that, Dave. Uh, one last question, that's like the main last question that I gotta ask here in the Vegan right. Academy podcast. I think I haven't done it actually in a few interviews. I've completely forgot it, but I'm gonna start with it again. Dave, your prediction on the next year, like, Mm-hmm. If next year, if in a year from now we would do another interview, like I would like to listen back together with you to this, uh, to the thing that you're gonna say, and see how sure. much of your prediction is actually gonna come. <laughs> so it could be in your own personal life, eh? like what's the life of Dave of Dave gonna look in the next year, but it could also be, of course, on a more global scale. Sure, um, I, I wanna I wanna go a little bit back because. Um, our view is not the same view that most of the people have. So I, I would say I would divide the people in three groups. The first group is people that are acknowledging you and they, they are just, I, I don't know, like, I don't care what this guy is doing. The others are against you. They hate you because they have their own perception. They have their own experience. They go against you. They fight. They do everything. To, they, they just they hate you, you know? And they're the other part. Maybe it's the smaller part, but these are the people that really like what you're doing. They give you feedback, valuable feedback. If they give criticism, they show you also solutions. They're not just ba 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 ba. They really help you grow in your life. And these are the three kind of people we have out there. So my prediction for the next year, I can only give to one of those groups. And this is the group what I feel good and comfortable with where i'm resonating and these are the people that think for themselves sharing their thoughts with others and trying to make the world a better place so i don't know what the other two groups are doing they will still hate me they will still don't care about what i'm doing but what i can say is in one year we have a big audience with people that really admire their life and what we do and want to be part of it and want to be part to create a better world. So I say one year, it will be the 6th of October, uh, twenty uh, one, And we will have this podcast with a huge following of people that changed their life, that uh, you helped them and grow in their personal life and maybe already starting to help other people. And I think it's a, it's a pretty, uh, a, I think, easy solution to do because not, nothing changed. We just continue what we are doing. We become better with every day. And we are a big part of a new society where we have a strong immune system, where we have a healthy body, healthy relationships, and uh, spreading this with the world. Thank you so much, uh, Dave. I really like uh, like how you said that. I had some other people also giving in the end just that nice little like prediction on the next year. And it is so true, right? We really are part of a yeah new world that is being created. Uh, there's a positive wave of awakening going on, and I'm so mm-hmm. yeah thrilled and also really thankful to be part of this 
this journey and to be yes. able to share this with so many amazing people and you listening here today as well means uh, so much to me. Like I never imagined myself being able to do something like this and now to do that on a consistent basis. I was actually thinking about it this morning to, you know, like do all these interviews, to have such wonderful conversations to, like you said, had to broaden your mind with different perspectives from other people. That's something to me that has always been so valuable. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank everyone who listens and who has been listening so far to yeah, thank you for being part of this community, this journey. And uh, yeah, it is really a blessing, I say. Dave, thank you so much, man. Kun, thank you very much. Um, I, I really follow you again and again and again. There's always new <laughs> value coming in. So since the start from Vegan Academy, I'm I'm pretty, pretty excited. And I'm also very admire your motivation. You never look look back and you had maybe one day, two days where I say, what's going on here? It's, uh, it's a little struggle. But then you remind yourself on a better future and you kept on going and look where you are now. It's just amazing. You have a lot of cool people inside of your podcast and it's growing every day. So thank you very much also for inviting me today. It was a pleasure here from the north of Tenerife. And I don't know uh, what comes next, but I'm definitely um, looking forward for the next uh, weeks until the 6th of October <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Dave, thank you so much. All the best to you. Uh, like always, uh, people listening, definitely let us know our, uh, your feedback on social media. Connect with us on Instagram. Uh, we'd love to do that. Also, if you would like to get in touch with what Dave is doing, I will leave a description for that in the description box, of course, below. And most of all, thank you so much for being part of this again. Thank you for listening. And I hope to have you back next week for another Vegan Academy podcast.